Welcome to the Wretched Hive Podcast. I got a bad feeling about this. Moss Iceland Space Force. What are you talking about? You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. This is ridiculous. We must be cautious. Actually, we're just a bunch of guys talking about Star Wars and other stuff. I'm looking forward to having some real talk with some real folks. That's good news. I like the sound of that. And welcome to another episode of the Wretched Hive Podcast. Book of Boba Fett, reaction and review show. Not much to talk about, really, in this one. Kind of a low-key... Yeah. Filler. It's all filler. Kind of a filler seems episode. like a placeholder. It seems like pretty placeholder <laughs> although, although I have to say, and this is a bit of a spoiler alert, I was really surprised by the cameo by the title character Boba Fett at the end of the episode. <laughs> that was. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Have you been talking to my kid? My son, Josh, I watched the episode late tonight, like right before we recorded the episode. My son, Josh, walks in and goes, hey, dad. Just so you know, Boba Fett makes a guest appearance on this episode. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, so I've only watched it once, and I usually try and watch them twice before we have the show. But I have only watched it once. Same, tonight, same busy here. Day guy. Yep. But uh, did he have a line? I, so he, it was literally almost two full episodes without any Boba Fett in the book of Boba Fett. Did he have a line in this show, or was he completely, no. you know, no dialogue at all? No, no dialogue, which is what made it a true cameo in the truest sense to the word. Yeah. yeah. Again, the success to the show is less Boba Fett. <laughs> less Boba I... Fett, more show. Huh? That's that's how that's how the showrunners are. Uh, that's that's the mantra around Skywalker Ranch these days, eh? All righty, all righty, yeah. all right. We did. I'm an, I, and I'm speaking up a lot right now, but we did discover who the biggest asshole in the Star Wars universe is, and oh, I will I will save that. Save it. I will save that. Yeah, because there was there is somebody who it has been shown, proven, factually determined is the biggest asshole. Glenn Fry levels of asshole in the wow. Star Wars. Universe. Whoa, that's <laughs> reserved. Wow. That is Slow reserved down. for big. Slow down. <laughs> Those are some big words there, my friend. <laughs> All right. Episode. Well, I should say chapter six, season one, chapter six of the Book of Boba Fett titled From the Desert Comes a Stranger. Written. Hey, can we retitle this episode? Can we just call it Hold My Beer, Bryce Dallas Howard? <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> shit. That's a good call, or, Scott. Or, fanboys, here you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Written by John Favreau and Dave Filoni, Star Wars royalty at this point. Directed by Dave Filoni. And directed by Filoni. We should, we should keep yeah. our eye on this Filoni guy because I'm telling you, he might be going somewhere. Yep. Yeah. yeah. He might have a future in Star Wars. I, I'm not sure. It seems like all of the uh, the episodes that are sort of a fulcrum, see what I did there, uh, are directed mm-hmm. by Mr. Filoni at this point. Um, and I right. wish you guys would have told me that Filoni was such a good storyteller. I would have jumped on the Clone Wars a long time ago. <laughs> you definitely need to after this episode. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. No kidding. Boy, talk about some connections with Clone Wars in this episode. Um, every with everything, I, yeah. I connections with connections with everything. No, yeah. I did text Greg that I felt like this episode was an intersection of the original trilogy, the prequel trilogy, the sequel trilogy, and Clone Wars. Yeah, no kidding. And my response, my response back to Dave was, Filoni is the director is definitely bringing all of his toys to the yard because yep. uh, you know, as a kid, when you played with your action figures, you would bring all of your toys to the yard. Oh, this yeah. is literally what Dave Filoni did with this episode. So that's a great yeah. call, that, you guys. That line, 
that line was so good. I actually got angry at Greg when I read it because I hadn't thought of it. That's how good that line was. Talk about a Nexus episode. That's a great call. You've got this inner, this like train intersection with all these tracks crossing, and this is it. Chapter six of the book of Boba Fett, right here. Do we have one more left? Is there one more after this, or is there two more? Do we know? One, uh, One more. One more grand finale next week. So okay. this was the penultimate episode of season one. Correct. Okay. This correct. Yes. Okay. All right. That's our understanding. Okay. That is the correct use of the term season. pentultimate, as far as we know. Yes. Mm, yes. It's a. It's three <laughs> syllables. Multi-syllabolic words at after nine o'clock. And like, I like, I like how that's put, not important right now. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you put pentultimate in there as well because it's not pen ultimate pent. P-E-N-T, people. Ah, you screw yourself in your penalty. All right, here we go. Um, All right, so we start this episode. Uh, First of all, I got to give a nod. Do you you guys watch the recap from last week when you watch the new episode? Do you watch that, like, 30-second recap from the previous week? I do. Or do you skip past it? Skip this button button. is in full effect. I I, I get that because I know Dave watches early in the morning, so I'm guessing you're watching, like, 7, 6.30 a.m., 7 a.m., something like that, Dave. Or, well, for, for or me, in this case, 8.30 and really pushing it to get to the office for a 10 o'clock meeting. So the skip button was also in full effect for me. All right. So you're rushing. For me, for, for me it's more of that the, the, the recaps usually have Boba Fett in them. And I don't want to see Boba Fett in any of these episodes because that just ruins the episode. So wow. skip it. Uh, it wow. usually has Jennifer Beals in the recap. So you are giving oh, something yeah, up to yeah. get something. Yeah. Mm. Oh, by the way, I have a new name for Jennifer Beals' place. I came up with a name for that place. And I'm, Tits McGee is already taken. When it's not Tits McGee. When we get there, uh, I'll let you know what the name. But um, So I watched the recap this week. I often do not, but I watched it this week. And the last line of the recap was Mando saying, but first I've got to pay a visit to my little friend. And I was like, oh, I forgot. We're going back to see Grogu. So I'm like, okay, this episode's going to be fun. We're going to see a character, a character that I love, Grogu. So I'm all I thought they would. I really thought they would skip and have them show up heroically at the end of the finale, but I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah. So. I, I did too. I thought there was going to be like a little box like, hey, are you star? You missed Mandalorian's reunion with Grogu? Don't mm. worry. You can see it in the Mandalorian issue seven coming next month. Your favorite editor. <laughs> so the show opens up. We're on Tatooine. We see moisture evaporators. Uh, we see um, a deal going down with Spites and uh, credits in a Cantomo. And we have the Marshall come on screen. Surprised by that. Marshall Vanth, played by, of course, Timothy Oliphant, who's a great yeah, character. I loved him from uh, season two. Cobb yep, Vanth, Mrs. we got Mrs. him. Baldwin will want to watch this episode now. Yeah. <laughs> she walked out of the room right before he came on. I'm like, oh, you missed out. You know what they do have a lot of in uh, in Moss Pelga, though? Mm. Blow dryers. Blow dryers. Oh, yeah. Everybody oh. has amazing hair in this episode. Perfect hair. All, yeah, all yeah. of the guys in Moss Pelga have amazingly quaffed hair. Yeah. So, Very great. You're, 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 you're not being using fair. Ben Solo's product, I think. You're not being fair. <laughs> if, we, if you go back in the in the timeline, there are a lot of sandstorms. So we're just assuming it's really nice sandstorm blown hair. That's all. Some someday, someday, far from now, when my hair begins to turn gray, I, <laughs> I, I hope that I'm. As handsome as Timothy Oliphant. And I have that kind of hair. So, so nice. 
Not salt and pepper. Anyway, he says, out here, I'm the one to tell folks what to do. No laws have been broken as far as I'm concerned. You guys can go on your way and get out of here and I won't. I'll look the other way. And he, he's the gunslinger, man. He shoots the guys down. It's like a, it's, it's, it's like straight out of a spaghetti Western, man. He just guns the, guns the guys down where they stand. And, um, the pike. He has a, he has a, he has a great line too. He says yeah. something to him right before he does the shoes. Like, you want to think about that? Like, oh, I yeah. like how he presents it. It's just great. It's, it's, it's a very Clint, East, Clint Eastwood, you know, yes. westerny kind yes. of, you know, that's that badass sheriff, you know, in town. And yeah, it's 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 it's, you know, it was the space western that that we all talked about. And it just it works so well. It does. You, right. you literally could have just dropped the line like, now I know what you're thinking. Did he fire five <laughs> shots or six shots? <laughs> yeah. Tell you the truth, I've lost yeah. track myself in all the excitement. Right. Yeah. So uh, he says, well, the Pike says it's more, it's, this is more wor- worth more than your town. And Vance says, well, maybe I'll retire. So the Pike ends up leaving. Vanth uh, flips open the spice and it spills everywhere. And uh, we get to the title card. But before he does that, he did you notice the, the little gun flip? Like I'm your Huckleberry style gun flip back into the holster. That was a nice yeah. move too. I love that. I think there's a, there's another great moment. He, it doesn't spill everywhere. He kicks it over, which yeah. I love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it is that moment where he's being told that what's in this box is worth more than your entire town, and he's like, "That's that doesn't mean shit to me." And he just kicks it over. I love that moment. Yeah. That's that was a really killer moment for me. Yep. This is a penalty for you, not a reward for me. Very character defining moment. In case there is some god awful chance that is your first encounter with this character. Yeah. In the Star Wars universe. Right. <laughs> yep. You know he's a man of principle, for sure. Yep. All right. We get the title card. Uh, and that is from the desert comes a stranger. So we have a clue. Something's going to, is the stranger the marshal? Is it, what is the stranger? We don't know yet. We find out soon enough. Uh, we flash to Mando in his N1 Starfighter. Fucking cool shot. He's flying the hot rod around lands on the planet, the lush green planet, and R2. R2 is waiting for him. Immediate nerdgasm. Sorry. I just, R2 is, it's fucking R2-D2. It's R2-D2 looking like he was searching out Luke on Hoth in Empire Strikes Back. Yes. Uh, with the little sonar with radar. With little ra- 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 radar antenna there that he's got, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, you know... Mando gets out of the ship. I'm looking for Skywalker. When he said that out loud, what what did that make you feel? What did that make you feel? Well, okay, everyone's probably going to have a ton of words on this. I'm going to say it real quick. Uh, and if you haven't gotten to this point yet in this in this watching our little you know listening to our little podcast here, honest to God, if you don't realize that you are not going to be let up for a breath of air in this episode by this point sit back or something, or, you know, <laughs> go into a coma because uh, the Cobb Vanth appearance already, like right out the gate, I was like, well, shit, that's really cool. Like yeah. to have him come back into the book of Boba Fett, we're tying all of this together. It's just constantly being tied together. And then you go right to, he's going to see Grogu and you get R2, you know, it's going to be just an onslaught of like nostalgia and great storytelling and everything all thrown packed in together. So far, it's just fantastic. This is, this really is a great episode. Like seriously, well done. Yeah. In, in the first 
few minutes, we get the Marshal, who's a great character. We get R2, which is like, this is, this is amazing. And when he gets out of the N1 Starfighter and says, I'm looking for Skywalker, and I'm watching with the subtitles on, and just to see the name Skywalker on the screen, and he says it out loud, it's like, okay, this is some serious shit is about to go down. There's like endorphins popping. Like, you know, something is really cool is going to happen. It really didn't. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. It really didn't occur to me that they would um, pop another Luke appearance like that. I, th- you know, I, I think I thought that was a one off. Um, but really, I think that it's a strong possibility now that we see Luke returning as a semi regular character in the, in the next Mando season. I'm or at you, least Ahsoka, no, no less. I, uh, mm. Spoiler alert! But yeah, I I too thought Luke was going to be just a one off. That that was that was it. That they shot their wad using Luke uh, last year in Mando. And I need to watch this again because I want to pay a lot of attention to the music cues because mm-hmm. there there were some that I am positive were from uh, the films and were, were all Jay Will. And there okay. are some other ones that I'm like, I want to go back and double check. And I think there was one as he was flying in on the on the planet that was a, a movie trilogy music cue. And I'm not going to lie. Some of the, the soundtrack scoring for this with what was going on almost made me ugly cry before my 10 a.m. meeting at work, which is just not a good look for me. You need to watch it. (laughs) You need to watch it again. We definitely get the Force theme. We definitely get Luke's theme. They are woven in there multiple times. I I, I really think it's a strong possibility now that we get a Leia cameo also. They recreated her for The Force Awakens as young Leia. I think that it's really strong that we get young Leia as a, as a cameo in future series. So that, that's a great call. Is that I, I've literally only watched The Rise of Skywalker once, and that was in 2019. Does that yeah. planet look like it could be the setting for the, the CGI, de-aged Luke-Leia lightsaber fight? Yeah, I think 100% yes. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we, we know that this planet is going to be where he sets up the school. Right, yeah. we saw that little right. stone the, building, the hut he was building. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, that his uh, droid slash slave labor was building for him. Right. So, so ant butts. Before we get there, so they're walking. Uh, Mando is following R two. He says, "I'm looking for the kid, Grogu," and I'm thinking to myself, "My God, it, I'm still like blown away that we're we're with R two. We're literally with R two D two. Mando is following him. We come upon these these uh, sort of like." worker droids they're carrying rocks they're building this structure and it looks like the base of the temple a temple is it the temple is it the school i'm thinking to myself right it 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 could be it was not dissimilar to uh flashbacks that we saw in force awakens and the last jedi but yeah, there's a lot I, less. I, there's a lot less flames on it in here than yeah. there were there. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. I, I I was I was not like Greg. I was completely unprepared for the possibility of a Luke Skywalker, you know, appearance in the episode. So I I haven't done any mm-hmm. prep work or or research to see how close it it looks. Same. Same. Yep. Um, R two then shuts down, and Mando's like, "Hey, don't shut off. The droids are continuing Such- to build." Right. He's, one, R2 is such a little asshole. Loved that. Oh, yeah. And and two, there was a sitcom moment for me where I'm watching the thing being built, and I was like, oh, my God, those droids look like ants. And literally, as soon as I said that out loud, the subtitles popped up and was like, Ant Droid makes this noise. <laughs> Android. Yeah, that's right. You, I call, I you called R2 that. an asshole? Not the biggest asshole. I'm just saying. Okay. 
He's okay. not the biggest. But, but, he's but not the asshole. one. Okay. All right. Uh, they build him a bench. The androids build Mando a bench. I'm assuming at R2's direction. He says, is that a bench? How long will I be waiting? Is anyone here? R2's completely gone cold at this point. He's flipped off and they're just, he's just waiting. There's some beautiful camera work of the greenery on this. I don't know where they shot that, that scene, but it's beautiful. I assume it's Hawaii or something. Um, the void. Yeah. Um, and then we flash or pan down to Grogu and Luke. <laughs> it's like, holy fuck. Luke is sitting on screen. We're with Luke now. And uh, and kudos kudos to the team because yeah. while we were all stoked at the last Mando episode and it was a fantastic reveal and it was looked really good, we all kind of said, eh, Max Headroom kind of 2.0, maybe 3.0, a couple software upgrades and everything like that. Yeah. Um, much, much, much better now. Oh, like light years ahead of the way it was in on the Mando show. So they mm. they they took whatever criticism they got about the the eh, uncanny valley of the last one, and just did a fine fine job doing uh, doing this one up. Yeah, I it was amazing to see this, and and I think I was one of the detractors. I, the episode I've rewatched that episode from Mando that the final the season finale of uh, season, or yeah season two mm-hmm. and. You know, it, it definitely hits harder now, more watching it again and again. I love rewatching it and just seeing how that build up. They did a fantastic job, but I did. I was one of the critics who was like, well, Luke's a little cheesy looking, but I got it. I felt it. Mm-hmm. I, Greg, you're spot on, man. You're spot on. Like, I'm watching this. I'm like, he's going to carry the show. He's going to be there through this whole thing, and it's going to be freaking amazing. Like, I watched him walking around doing stuff, and I'm like, this is crazy how good he looks and you get so, him in profile you get him in shadow you get half yes. his face in shadow. the the voice is synced almost perfectly in all, every scene it, it's really incredible yeah they must have brought mark in to do the voice right i'm assuming yeah i think so he's credited on yeah. imd he, he is credited okay he's credited in the episode too he gets a there's a mark hamill is the last name mentioned in the in the end credits yeah oh yeah. wow okay i missed that wow that's fantastic all right so we have the little comedic moment with uh grogu who suspends the frog using the force who the, the frog had jumped to get in the water and he suspends the frog he's trying to eat the frog and uh luke stops him uh, and I'm just looking, staring at Luke, going, holy shit, that is Luke. Um, dressed in, you know, the black Jedi garb. Um, lifts all the frogs from the pond. And Grogu is, uh, Grogu is amazed. Um, and uh, he, Luke I'm, says, I'm, let's I'm pretty, go for I'm a pretty walk. Sure, I'm pretty sure Harry Potter fans would uh, not appreciate that moment where he's playing with all the frogs, though, using the uh, using the force power. That might have been a little, might have been a little bit... Uh, uncalled for <laughs> it was a little genocidal yeah <laughs> a little, little, little anakin coming out there all right so i'm guessing this might be the first uh maybe little tug on your tear ducts here dave when luke and grogu are taking a walk together and luke says i want to tell you about someone you remind me of a great deal and he starts telling him about yoda that was yeah. That was that was a near ugly cry moment because I I was staring at Luke at that moment like Michael J. Fox staring at George McFly in Back to the Future, just <laughs> utterly utterly captivated, but also caught how he was helping Grogu walk. 
the entire time. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. With the forest, which was which was an amazing whoever's decision that was. Like, you're not making enough money, whoever you are. That's, yeah. it's, it's such that a great little, little touch. Yeah, it is. Because as soon as they start walking together, my first thought was, "How's he going to keep up? He's got tiny little legs." <laughs> right. <you know>? right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm sorry, this is going to sound terrible, but is Luke that much of an asshole with these wide strides like he's going? But yes, the, the catch where he's just doing the little scoop, I'm like, that is fantastic. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is Greg? Is Luke the biggest asshole? Now, is Luke the one that you're talking about? I'm going to remain silent for right yeah. now. All right. All right. All right. Hold this fire. So Luke fire till he sees the whites of his eyes, perhaps. If he didn't do the little scooping thing, he's just standing up and he's walking away. And it's like, dude, the guy's got a <laughs> leg span of like this and you've got this. Let me, to your point, Steve, I, I have to say one other thing. Cause we're all in awe of how this Luke looks way back i mean seriously leaps past season two finale of mando but the thing that got me was looking at the haircut he has that return of the jedi haircut Mm -hmm. and he's outdoors so there's probably a breeze and it's just flawed there's a little bit of like break in the part over here and i'm just like whoever's doing that it's good they deserve the bonus right there like okay nobody's hair is perfect so they're making the little the little swoop in the front break apart a little yeah, bit. I was just yeah. like, oh, that caught my eye too, but in the best way. So I, you know, we get a long passage here from Luke and I actually rewound it and wrote the entire passage down. Cause I think this is really important. I, I just for, I don't know. It's Luke Skywalker. We haven't heard him talk at, to this much in a very long time. So I just want to recite this and then, um, This will bridge into the next section. So Luke says, I want to tell you about someone you remind me of a great deal. His name was, (laughs) in my notes it says Yoga because Siri corrected it. (laughs) His name was Yoda. He was small like you, but his heart was huge and the force was strong in him. He once said to me, size matters not. That's how he talked. He would speak in riddles. Have you heard anyone talk like that back home? Do you remember back home? Would you like to remember? Let me help you remember. And he puts his hand on Grogu's head to help him remember. And what does Grogu remember? He remembers the Jedi Purge. Yeah. Order 66 Order. being executed. That's right. Yep. So but unclear ask, where he is. Unclear okay. where he is. That was going to be my question. Well, was, did, did, was there enough there that we could say, is it the Jedi Temple or is it not the Jedi Temple? I need uh, to, from uh, episode three. I need to watch it again, but... I. I my head was that that's Coruscant and that's the Jedi Temple on Coruscant, but it, I don't it, I don't know. Well, clearly established that that Order sixty six took place across the galaxy yeah, simultaneously that's too. True. So there were multiple planets and Jedi were spread throughout the galaxy. That's a good and point. So n- not for sure that it was on Coruscant. That's I'm, a good point. I'm going to pull my. This is my two cents. This is what I'm throwing in there. It is Coruscant. It is the Jedi Temple because the troopers that are firing upon them are the five hundred and first. They do have the Anakin blue helmet design. Ooh. So I'm going to go with That's that. That's a good call. I think he is. He Nico, Nico is furiously waving fingers at us right now. Mm. <laughs> I'm not going to verbally acknowledge the fact that I agree with Scott on this one, but mm. you yes! take that statement but, as you will but that's but that's why i wanted to ask it is i had i had steve's reaction like oh that's definitely coruscant and then i'm like 
but is it? Is there something there that I and I couldn't consciously mm. identify anything? So that's mm. why I was I was asking to see if anybody else had noticed something definitive. So Scott, that's I, I was I was mm. curious, but I could not identify any place. Yeah, that, that know, for sure POV shot because we're supposed to see it from his perspective uh, with the two is it two Jedi in front of him that are getting taken down. Once one of them falls, you really see a clear shot of one mm. of the. I can't remember the type of trooper it was, but it's the blue and the white design on the helmet face. So I'm like, mm. he's pretty forward, sure it's a, takes a any... Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a sperm trooper. I'm pretty sure mm. what it is. Sperm trooper. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> they shot got a little tail coming off his helmet. Those sperm troopers oh, could make Adobe like none other. <laughs> Your gift to take it to a weird place is <laughs> really just <laughs> astonishing. I'm, I'm, I expect that from Steve, not Greg. So I don't know what. Really? What wow. <laughs> All right. So Grogu kind of comes out of it. Luke says. Even just saying Luke says, it's so crazy. (laughs) He came out of it. Um, (laughs) Welcome back. The galaxy is a dangerous place, Grogu. I will teach you to protect yourself. We uh, transition to Mando sleeping. And who wakes him up? Ahsoka. Ahsoka Tano. And I'm going, Jesus Christ. How many more... Amazing surprises can we get in this episode? How, how many more action figures more. you got in the toy box? How many <laughs> no. more action figures are in there? Uh, <laughs> that one, yes. that one did, that one did get me though, because yes. I, it, that has been a thing for a while. Like, oh my god, would Ahsoka ever meet Luke, and could we possibly see it? Yeah. And they didn't wait to turn over that card. I was like, holy shit! Ahsoka yeah. did look up Luke Skywalker yeah. and is here, and they've now clear from the interaction they've clearly met each other even though it was off camera at this moment. Hey, so that's that a- got that got hair going up on the on the arm here. Oh. I was very very interested by that. Well, and you make a great point. They didn't wait to turn over that card and that's something a lot of us are asking. At what point did these two I mean obviously Ahsoka lives through the Jedi purge, all that happens, do they ever meet up? All that all these questions that have been coming out on the fan base and uh, on the internet and stuff, and bam, they just go right for it. If that is how they approach this, what, 15 minutes into this episode? What the hell else are we going to get in this episode? Right. And, yeah. and and to come in the future, to Greg's point, like maybe Luke Skywalker was not just a one-off. Maybe he is going to be a little more heavily involved here in, in yeah. Star Wars TV future going forward. Mm-hmm. And, and bring it on, because I... You know, I stand by what I said at the end of Mando. Like, this was the Luke Skywalker for our generation, for four of the five of us here. This is who we've wanted to see since 1983. Yeah. And so to finally get that and get some exposure to it is it, it, shockingly emotional to experience. Well, I'll go so far as to say, like, this is what we were teased with the next trilogy was going to be, was mm-hmm. Luke training the next Jedi Order. And that's, I think, what we were all kind of expecting. And, and you know, I'm not going to rehash and criticize what they did with the sequel trilogy as it is it is what oh, it is. oh why not go ahead but you know it, you, you made one and a half good movies so um <laughs> one. what's the half i'm uh, trying to find uh, last half. jedi one and two thirds good movies just just the the middle third of last jedi is is the only real thing the beginning and Real, there's a lot of good stuff in Last so, Jedi. Okay. So, Edit, eliminating Canto Bite, and that's two good movies for you. Yeah. Is that yeah. what I'm hearing, Greg? Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Take Canto Bite right out of it. You got two good movies. I was with but, you, Greg, until you went from a half to two thirds. So I don't know what's going. on. I'm sorry, but, but I can't. I can't Bite let's, that. Sorry. 
let's let's back up. Uh, this is the sequel trilogy that I think people of our generation all wanted. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. That I will agree with you on. Um, all right. Ahsoka says something. Might interesting we get? Here. Might we get a young Han Solo and Chewbacca? Yeah. That's that's not. Hayden Stop it. Hayden Stop it. Can you imagine if we got all right. Um there is an interesting line from Ahsoka here that I just realized I while I was watching it, it seemed like a throwaway line, but now I'm curious what you guys think about this. I wrote this in my notes. Ahsoka says this will be a great school. Grogu will be its first student. Yeah, that's a quote. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think it was a throwaway line. She, he he will be its first student. So hold on to that until we get to the end of the episode. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah. All right. So um, Mando says to Ahsoka, "I don't understand why you're okay with Skywalker's choice to train the kid when you wouldn't." And she says, well, I don't control the wants of others. Which is a really very Jedi answer for a non-Jedi. Which is really something that I need to remember sometimes. Um, <laughs> uh, and we and uh, Luke, uh, sorry, um, Ahsoka takes Mando and they see Luke and Grogu in the distance. He wants to deliver the armor. She says, Grogu misses you a great deal. If he sees you, it will only make things more difficult for him. He hands her the armor and says, make sure he's protected. And Mando, uh, showing his selflessness, leaves the planet, flies off in his N1 while Grogu reaches out to him. His selflessness and his trust, I think. I, I, I honestly feel like if yeah. he had any kind of spider sense going off about either Ahsoka or Luke at any moment, he just would have been like, F this noise, and he would have taken the kid because he really, he really does care about him. But I do think it was a sign of of trust in in both of those two, not just a, not just an acceptance of it's the way things are. I, I want to add growth yeah. to it because if you look at mm. who Mando was in the Mandalorian series series and his growth through that series, and then the last episode where he's having the battle with his own his own uh, group that he has to you know go into the underbelly of that whatever that Circle City was or but that moment where he's having that. Um, and he's he re, like reiterates the fact that with our people, it's about bond and the relationship and the connections. But with Jedi, it's the detachment of things that they, we would normally attach to. It's his understanding of that that puts him in this particular moment. I just found was a great connection and growth for his character to look over and say and trust, like you were saying, Dave. Just give him, give Ahsoka the little armor piece, the little package, and then leave. Um, I thought that was incredible, like the way they played that off. Also a, a play out of the old adage, you know, if you love something, set it free. It'll come yeah. back to you. Yeah. But here's here's my practical question that the nerd side of me is going. Like, he's carrying the Darksaber, and he's talking to one of the few people in the galaxy who could give him meaningful advice on how to wield the lightsaber. Mm. How does that not come up in conversation? And yeah. by the way, Ahsoka is probably one of the few living people who would a Jedi who would recognize the Darksaber right. for what See, it is. You can't tell me that they wouldn't have studied that and what it meant. Oh, yeah. Dave, that's what we call irony. That's a good call, Dave. Okay. 
I don't think that Mando would know to talk to Ahsoka specifically about it, though. Totally fair. Just meaning like, hey, this is something that belongs to a Jedi. You seem to be a Jedi, and you're the only one that I know. Got any tips? Yeah, yeah I, then, I mean, I, I kind of dis- I'm, I'm kind of on 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 Dave with this one, Nico, because he was told in the last episode by the armorer that it, the weapon was developed by the the founder of the Vizsla clan. I forget what mm-hmm. his name was, but um, he was a Mandalorian and a Jedi. So obviously, mm-hmm. it took some Jedi knowledge to create and to wield this weapon. So, got any tips, Snips? Oh, that would have been duh. awesome. <laughs> See what I did there. Hey, what did did uh, did Ahsoka <coughs> ever? wield the dark saber in no no she never did is that no, a euphemism but... for something yeah but <laughs> but the, but she was involved with a lot of stuff on mandalore so just just given her character i cannot mm. believe that she wouldn't have discovered that there was a mandalorian jedi at one point oh and they created a unique lightsaber like, given mm. the fact that she studied under you know yeah. Anakin and Yoda, who were regarded as two of the great living lightsaber wielders in the Jedi Order at the time. Yeah, yeah. and she does pull a reference to Anakin in this also. Yeah. Later she does. She does. She does. Uh, all right. We get a great sequence with Luke doing some training with Grogu here. Luke says, all right, it's time to continue your training. Let's see you jump. <laughs> Little Grogu just jumps an inch off the ground. Is that all you got? He says, Luke says, feel the force flow through you. He sounds like Obi-Wan teaching him or no, sorry, Yoda teaching him. Right. Um, And then we get uh, Luke running with Grogu on his back. He climbs the bamboo. Is it the the same backpack that he carried Yoda in? Is it the same (laughs) backpack? No, but what's funny is Greg, I mean, Steve, before you even get into this, it's the way he transitions to the moment. He's like, here, let me show you something. <laughs> and he puts him in the backpack. I'm like, yes, this was the heart wrenching <laughs> moment. I'm like, this is great. And he's doing like some of the same running, jumping, leaping stuff. And I'm like, oh my God, this is so fun. It'd be great if he was upside down and he was sitting on top of Luke's feet. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to pull the curtain back on my relationship a little bit here. Cause I got to share cool. something with, with my wife. Okay. <laughs> um, so, we go to Disneyland. We're annual pass holders. I guess key holders now, whatever you call it. And every time we go, no matter what we do, I have to go over to Tomorrowland and go in, you know, into uh, the store that's at the exit of Star Tours and see what kind of gear they the got. Star Trader. The Star same, Trader, same yes. Thing. You, just, you just have to drop into the Star Trader and see if there's any new cool shit over there. Same. Every time I walk in, I eyeball the Yoda backpack. <laughs> and basically Same. what it is, it's the it's Yoda with with straps, so it looks like Yoda clinging onto your back. But yeah. it's but it's a backpack. It's $59. Because <laughs> okay. Disney is not stupid. It's yeah. $59. But it's- you can have Yoda holding onto your back. So I've I've looked at this thing for three years. I've never bought it because I can't spend sixty bucks on this thing, but I always want to. And, and that is why Disney has seventy extra billion dollars, right? But I but I can't because I'm I tend to be some frugal occasionally, and I can't I cannot buy this for myself. So Lisa finally goes, look, if it was gross, that thing is ugly. 
She goes, that thing is ugly. If it was Grogu, you could buy it. You should buy it for yourself. And I'm oh. like, but it's Yoda. So, you know. But now. He's just taunting us. But now, Grogu. Oh, see, yes. Uh, for those of you on the audio feed, which is everyone, um, <laughs> Nico has put Grogu in his hoodie hood. Um, now there, it, it is canon. It is canon. Grogu was on Luke's back. So if they come out with a Grogu backpack. You I, have permission from Lisa to buy it on the spot. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be $75. <laughs> it will. It will. It's what I'm hearing is that regardless of cost, you are authorized, sir, nay, encouraged to buy it. $75? It. Jesus. Do it. Six. Do it. Do it. Do it. All right. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. All right. Do it. All right. They also have one that's Chewbacca. She's like, why don't you buy the Chewbacca one? I'm like, there's a mini Chewbacca on my back? That makes no sense. Yes, exactly. When has Chewbacca ever ridden on anybody's back? That has never no. happened. No. It <laughs> so, makes it makes more sense for me to buy a torn apart 3PO unit. I was just going to say, if they had a yes. torn apart 3PO unit for $40, would you buy it? Hell Ooh. no, I'd leave that thing in the gutter. <laughs> 3PO, fend for yourself. Oh my god! All right, whatever. Sorry, sorry for the diversion. I just had to share that. All right, C three PO also not the biggest asshole in the Star Wars universe. I know who the biggest asshole is now. I figured it out. I figured out your little game. Um, all right. So Luke tells him, "Through the Force, you'll find balance," and we get a huge cue of the Force theme during this training bit here, Dave. Really fantastic. Yes. Yes. Uh, Grogu is balancing on the log. Luke's telling him to use the Force. Luke gets out the lightsaber. He's practicing with the lightsaber while Grogu is uh, balancing on the on the bamboo or whatever that is. Um, he's training with the. He's using the training remote. Grogu is using the training remote. <laughs> Luke will. Luke says it'll test your reflexes. Did you laugh when Grogu got like shocked the first time? A little bit. Yeah, that was pretty funny. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did. You were like, yeah. Um, like a million voices in the universe cried out. <clears throat> There's only two kinds of people in this universe, Steve. People who laughed at Grogu getting shot and goddamn fucking liars. <laughs> this right here, guys, I will spoil it right now, well done. is what makes Luke Skywalker the biggest asshole serial <laughs> child abuser in the Star Wars wow. universe. Wow. Grogu's 50. He's not a child. Torturing the harmless little frogs <laughs> in the thing, and then demanding Grogu dance for him, <laughs> and when he doesn't, <laughs> fires rockets at his feet yeah. repeatedly. Oh, it, hey, wait, there's one more asshole the moment. There's one more coming. You forgot the oh earliest, yeah! Oh yeah! yeah. I know. Where a, where a grown man tells a child, "Come here, I want to show you something," which is just <laughs> never okay. Never hey, okay. you you remember that part in your life that's the most painful memory you ever have? You want to relive that over and over again? Hold yeah, the, the one, one that you seriously repressed to, to the point one. where you can't speak words anymore. And, and <laughs> what about the scene where Luke asks him, uh, "Do you ever watch um, gladiator movies?" He is no. forever serial child abuser, Luke Skywalker, guys. Forever, wow. Greg. Wow. It's a million wow. times worse because not only is he doing all of the things you just said, while Steve just mentioned he was practicing his lightsaber moves, he turns the lightsaber 
towards Grogu <laughs> and has this charging moment, which he just put his fucking hand on his head to show him and relive his past about being all the Jedi being slaughtered in front of him. Here's Luke charging at him with a lightsaber, just sticking it right in his face. I'm like, dude, that's kind of a dick move, man. Yeah, I, that, that, I that think Kylo Ren, Kylo Ren was right. I think yeah. Kylo Ren was right. <laughs> wow. Do, first of all, okay. I know. You guys are ruining the episode for me, but that's okay. <laughs> Second of all, do we need t-shirts that say Kylo was right? I'm going to get him right now. With like well, Kylo's face. like I know Greg <laughs> does at least. I don't know about the rest of us. But... Kylo was right. Oh my God. So Luke is coming back for Mando season three. I don't know if you guys knew this or not, but he is the motherfucking villain, guys. That's oh. what I'm saying. <laughs> He's the big bad. Luke is the big bad. Wow. You know, I, this is all funny, but honestly, maybe this is what we're finally seeing is him having these cracking moments that we see in whatever Rise of Skywalker where Kylo Ren sees Luke coming at him with the lightsaber. I'm like, hey, hey, he's having a breakdown right now. So Kylo Ren, Kylo Ren was right. Wow. That's Kylo. hard to say. Kylo Ren was right. Hashtag yeah. Kylo, Kylo was, was <laughs> when was right. <laughs> Hashtag Kylo was right. That We should start a trend and oh, pl- put yeah. some of these clips. Wow. Holy All cow. Right. I but, think you started something. The biggest here. asshole moment has not yet happened in the episode, guys. Hold it. Hold <laughs> it. Hold it. For you. Hold, a, hold on are, to that. We are hold on really building here. Wow. We got a lot. We got. Jesus. I got a lot of notes here to go. Let's 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 uh, let's let's hit punch it chewy here we go i'm Um, I'm sorry i'm dragging the show down but i'm really really passionate about this right now i talked about yoda backpacks for 10 minutes or whatever um (laughs) all right so grogu uh ends up frying the the remote drops it in the water luke tells him nice job ahsoka says you taught him well and luke's response is interesting he says it's more like he's remembering that i'm teaching him anything I thought that was interesting. I don't know if that's a clue or yeah. what, well, what he, that he is. He was a Jedi pupil, it seems, for a while. So Luke is mm-hmm. not not starting from ground zero on, on training him. It's more like reminding him about certain things. Right. And we knew that. Ah- Ahsoka said something like that in The Mandalorian. Mm, that he had yeah. some sort of like, history or memories or something that he blocked out. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point, Scott. Um, yeah, I'd forgotten about that. Uh, Luke Luke feels that the Mandalorian had been there. Uh, that shot when Luke and Ahsoka are talking, and this is where we get like Luke's face and profile and the shadow and everything. It just it just looks so good. Um, they just did a great job with that. Um, and, and it's such a weird moment too, right? Like that. I was just sitting there, like, oh my god, she knew his father. Oh, and yeah, now right. he knows, and now he knows who his father was. Like he, obviously, he's encountered a lot of characters who knew his father as Anakin Skywalker throughout the movies. This yeah. is one of the first times that he will have met somebody that knew his father, and he now knows and understands who his father was. Mm. Yeah, Luke says sometimes I wonder if his heart is in it, and Ahsoka says you're so much like your father. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that was the pull. Yeah, yeah, like because that's what she says early on. She when man was like, "Who are you?" and she just smiles and says, "I'm a friend of the family." Right. That's yeah. that's her her it, literal intro line in this episode earlier. So yeah, they've yeah. they've talked. They know who each other are. They know their place and things. So those who have a very 
interesting relationship that I do hope gets explored at some point. Yeah, I felt the same way, Dave. I really did. There is so much that I felt they could have, like there more could have happened between all the connections that were there. And it's yeah. just, it was tough. It's great. Like the episode is fantastic, but my God, all the Ahsoka and the Anakin stuff, knowing that they know each other, the Luke stuff, now Grogu's there. I'm like, there is a lot. Like there could be a spinoff just from this episode. I it, It's what makes me hopeful that they're going to come back and do some of these things later. It's like, they're just like, hey, here it is. It happened. Get yeah. over it, fanboys. <laughs> and now we're going to proceed on and, and do the actual story elements that everybody wants to see at a later time. Yeah. Uh, this is just a buildup. Honestly, that I, that's my feeling on it. But there is one reason why we are having this episode talk and we will get there yeah we'll get oh shit we'll get there (laughs) uh she walks away and luke says will i see you again and ahsoka says perhaps and may the force be with you so they're not partnering up they're not part of this you know they're not working together on the jedi school uh she's leaving and she dropped, you know, she's there to visit and they're not, they're not a partnership quite yet. I don't think they, well, she, she, you know, and I, and I don't know my Ahsoka lore, but she is not a Jedi. She dropped out of the order, right? Right. Yes. She left the order. So, so she's got no interest in, in, in joining the school and being part of the school. She is her own thing, doing her own stuff. Uh, but she supports Luke from afar. Yes. She passed the trials and then left the order. Yeah, she, she quit. Yep. Yeah, because uh, because of, there was some fallout with uh, Anakin pre-Darth Vader. Yeah, she was, she was falsely accused of, of crimes and falsely convicted. And once she was cleared, she was like, I, I'm done with this. I don't need you guys anymore. Yeah. And left. Well, because nobody nobody came to back her up from the Jedi Order, right? They all just right. kind of left her out to dry, and she was like, "All right, fine, fuck you guys too." Then, mm-hmm. I think, and this is what I think um, Rosario Dawson really nails in this, and I, I almost wish uh, it went a little bit deeper, but she did a pretty good job on it. Is the, that kind of distant vagueness that she has with this character? How the the last those final Clone Wars episodes, the ones mm-hmm. that you know, Greg you liked, I know you didn't have to get into the whole series really mm-hmm. made me feel like that. She was a character that grew away, grew apart from the, the Jedi order and was just a different character. Like I, I and that's what I think she's really like embracing in this. And I, I love that. I think she's doing a, a bang up job. Yeah. She's great. She's really good in the role. Um, all right. So from here, we cut to Mando flying his, and one starfighter into Tatooine, into Boba's palace, greeted by a Gamorrean guard. Uh, fucking cool shot of the ship coming into the uh, into the palace. Uh, he's he uh, Boba's hops out of the ship. I'm he, he says I'm here at the request of Fennec Shand. He joins the crew down inside the uh, palace. Um, we learn that the mayor is off world. And they are on a planned vacation, mind you. <laughs> Not suspicious at all. It's a planned vacation, everybody. Right. Uh, Boba- because when you're when you're when you're 
making your plan to defend everything, why not keep the guy who's got the biggest mouth in the uh, in the room <laughs> just right there next to you so you can see everything you're plotting to do? Why not? Yeah. Well, he had more lines than Boba Fett, so <laughs> true. <He did. laughs> Boba true. and the mods. Boba and the mods are there. Drive away, just real slow. <laughs> slow speed chase. All <laughs> giving important information out the fucking speeder and have a bunch of uh, like brightly colored. Oh, I'm sorry. Am I going back too far? <laughs> yeah. Shit. <laughs> Fennec says between the Mandalorian and Kristanton, we now have the muscle. Uh, we need foot soldiers. And Mando says, I might be able to help with that. Uh, we cut to a sand crawler. With there, a- was, there, there was one great bit, though, where they oh. introduced the Mandalorian. And I just, it made me think, I just want once Boba Fett and Mando standing next to each other. One of them says, This is Special Agent Johnson. And this is Special Agent Johnson, no relation. <laughs> <laughs> the sand crawler with the crate dragon skull. Pimped out with the crate dragon skull. I, love, to the top. I actually love that. I yeah. really like. Oh, that's badass. Yeah. I really so. Yeah, was the Jawas yeah. have always been kind of the just the punks of the you know little little annoyances of the uh, of the Star Wars universe. But those guys are badass. Much respect to those guys. I think yeah. they be. Ma- I think they make good foot soldiers. I want them in the battle. Well, <laughs> yeah. interestingly enough, that sandcrawler's uh, horn plays like cucaracha, which I thought was also <laughs> just needs some airbrushing on the side. That's all. It needs. <laughs> <laughs> These are the hydraulics. That's yeah. great. <laughs> they got uh, it bagged so they can do like the three wheel lean with one <laughs> one tread in the air as it rolls by. Mando, I love those guys. I I want more of them. I want them to have their own spinoff show at this point. <laughs> Mando travels to Mos Pango. He's looking for uh, for Marshall Vanth. He's trying to uh, rustle up some uh, some muscle to help with this uh, this this war that's going to happen. And um, we learn that Mos Pango has been been renamed to Freetown. Uh, Initially, uh, Marshall Vanth uh, declines the uh, to help. Declines to help, and uh, Mando says, "You know, we're all part of the same planet. You got to help." Uh, the barkeep says, "Freetown wants no part of this." Uh, the marshal says, "We're square." Mando says, "I don't think you are any the type to you know back down from a bullies." So there's this kind of back and forth, and they agree to. Uh, to maybe have it have have more conversations about this. Yeah, he says something like, "Come back, I'm gonna I'm gonna rally yeah, up the town and right. bring something up," and and we don't really get to that. There's no resolution. Marshall Marshall says, "You know, round up all the um, all the men and women that can fight. I want to have a conversation with the town about it." And just then we see this stranger walking up from the desert. And then <laughs> every single one of us turned into Leo DiCaprio from oh, once yeah. upon a time in Hollywood doing one of these. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> That's right. You well, see that mean. Well, it's, it, it's such a good intro to the character. So, so I, he, his clip. So this character that we're going to talk about, his claim to fame is from the clone wars for people yes. who, who, people who don't know like myself, but even I, never having watched the Clone Wars, um, immediately recognized the hat, the wide-brimmed hat. Immediately, right. re- I go, okay. I and even Scott, you're absolutely right. Even me, I go, uh oh, yeah, <laughs> like out loud, out loud. Yeah, yeah. I I was watching and I was like, there's no way, 
as yeah. soon as I saw him, I was like, there's no way. And then he keeps getting closer. And I was like, there's no fucking way they did that. And yeah. then he gets closer and closer and you see him. You see the tube. And you see, you like, you see the hat and, yeah, the little neck tube things oh. the, and the chin, the color of the chin yes. under the, the hat. the blue face. Like, there's still, yeah. like, Dude, I'm seeing him there here, and you know guy. who it is. And, and it's like, there's no <clears throat> This is me watching. I'm like this. Because I watched the Clone Wars and I'm like, holy shit. I saw the hat and I saw the cape and I'm like, that's Cad Bane. Yeah. Th- that, that's, f- and I'm like this on the, look at the TV. I, yeah. I couldn't I, I had believe it. That he was. I had heard rumors that he was going to be in the show. Yeah, and I, I had that a, a reaction similar to yours, Nico. I'm just like, no, There's that no couldn't way. be him. There's no There's way. No way. That's not, it's no like way. you know when you you're seeing an old friend for the first time in 20 years, and you're like, is that them? No, that's not them. No, that's yeah. not. No, it's not is that. Yeah. Holy shit! It is them. Yeah. You see the you, you see the hat. You see the cape. He gets closer. You see the jaw, and then when he walks up, and they're kind of squared off on the street. The camera pans down and you see the the bullets. I, I don't know what they call them around his like calf, like the top of his the bandoliers. The, the like bandoliers, bandoliers, but they're across the top of his boot. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, holy shit, it's Cad Bane. Yeah. It's like I don't know. It was this, like Christmas. It was Christmas this, watching this. Credit. This is the fucking Incredible. spaghetti western moment right here because yeah, that buildup is so fucking perfect it is so sweet and when you do get to realize it he's still pulling a clint eastwood his head is down mm-hmm. you don't see his eye the glowing red eyes you yeah. do not see those that brim of that hat is so big and it's down below the whole time in that fucking voice man yeah whoever voiced that is 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 it the guy from the clone wars i believe it is um I, I i saw his name in the credits and i did not jot it down and I should know it because he's should, been doing the Clone Wars for um, maybe our, our crack research team can look that up real quick. we got to give some credit where credit is due. But yeah, the voice is amazing. He says whatever Fed is paying you will match. Um, you know, I'd be careful where I'm sticking my nose if I were you. And uh, the Marshal says, is that a is that a threat? You know, Boba Fett is a cold-blooded killer who worked for the Empire. Which is all it, is, true? Is it, is it is that, yeah? Is that a threat or is it friendly advice? I mean, this was this was this could have been a 1960s you know Western movie at the height of of Western movies in, in American cinema. Yeah, just how it was shot, how it was oh, staged, yeah. just even the dialogue and just how they played it off of each other. Is that a threat or a bit of advice? Right. You know, yeah. just just two guys just very casually verbally jostling for position while the dick deputy is going to blow it up for everybody off on the <laughs> right. side. Right. In and my... I, I honestly thought that's who you were going to say was the biggest asshole, Greg, because honestly, that deputy kind of fucked that sequence up. Like, like it could have ended differently if the deputy wasn't such a little dick. Well, in my notes, I wrote the deputy wants to die. Help. <laughs> he's just looking to die he's gonna die so 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 just the crack research team just getting back to me cory burton voiced Cad Bane in burton. the in the clone wars cartoon and in the bad batch uh series that just concluded a while back yeah. and in book of boba fett here damn he he is cad bane he is. Um, he's the voice, though. I don't think just the voice. Yeah, yeah just the voice. he's not the actual actor in the mask. Well, they, whoever got is is in the the mask. 
or in the outfit is so... well he is cad bane in the same way that james earl jones is darth vader i mean he, yeah there's, and, it's unmistakable and nico and i were talking about this before you guys joined us but i just and nico i don't i don't know i don't recall if you agreed with me or not because I'm, I'm off my dry january so i'm drinking a lot tonight but i just felt like it was such a perfect realization of you know that 3d animated character that was developed and put together at a time when no one would have imagined doing this as a live action character yeah. and it was just a perfect realization of it just flawless yeah. yeah he's he's one of those characters that you see that in the animation that you'd be like oh yeah that's he's badass it, it would be cool if but it's one of mm. those you know uh, you know those crackpot dreams that you never w- would think would be realized. You know, um, yeah. and seeing it on the screen was really fucking cool. It sure was. Uh, Bane bests both the deputy, of course he kills the deputy, and Cobb Vanth. And we seems like Cobb Vanth survived. If you read the subtitles, he survived. If you don't have yeah. the subtitles on, you're probably very iffy about, about that. Right. Yeah. Well, they, they they never specifically say he lived. But they're always like, he you know, he needs yeah. help. He needs help. Yeah. Is he breathing? Is yeah. he okay? Right. You know? Get a med pack. There's, there's a lot of fussing about him. Yeah. yeah. The and deputies exactly. are, the I'm pretty deputies. sure one person went over to the deputy to be like, yeah, he's dead. Let's start digging a hole. Yeah. Well, the yeah. deputy yeah. T- I mean, took the like five that... blasts to the I, chest, too. I, I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm guessing still alive, too, you know? So he'll pull a Monty Python and he'll get better and um, he'll be just fine by the last episode. I'm not but it's, it's also It's also an establishment of how badass Cad Bane is, right? Because in the opening of this, we had Timothy Oliphant draw on four guys, shoot three of them, and decide to let the fourth one live. Mm, yeah. So we know, like, oh, mm-hmm. he's super quick on the draw. Right. And then we get to this scene, and Cad Bane shoots him first and kills the deputy before the deputy can, can draw. So we, we've, now, we've established how badass he is, and then Cad Bane is even more badass. Well, if you've seen the Clone Wars, you know how badass Cad Bane is, because he fucking fights and vests and lives against Jedi. Yeah. Like, now, if, if now, you're not a Jedi, you have no chance. Yeah, without, with all of his <laughs> limbs intact, unlike most Sith Lords that face Obi-Wan. <laughs> yeah. I haven't, I, I haven't watched the Clone Wars, and I haven't seen any of the episodes with Cad Bane in them, so I have no parental reference. I don't know, if, and I don't know if Tatooine is his home base where he, but obviously it's most isolated, and it's the wretched hive of scum and villainy. But he is familiar with, um, with the the Marshal. Um, I don't want what's um, uh, Vance? Cobb Vanth because he says you should have kept the armor mm, before yeah. he, before he shoots him. Right, yeah. so. He knows the lay of the land, and he knows these people. So and, he's obviously and done he his homework. And he knows Boba Fett. That's he actually a, Fett. a story arc in Clone Wars. Yes. Is is he works with a young Bo- pre pre armor Boba Fett for yeah. a, a story arc? Yeah, it's a whole bunch of bounty hunters, including Aura Singh and somebody else. Right? There was mm-hmm. like a like a Moma Nadon or somebody like that. I can't remember. I but I remember Aura Singh, and I remember the young looking Daniel Logan. Boba Fett character. Mm-hmm. It was. It's a really cool arc. Yeah, it's a good call, you guys. Really good call. Uh, he ends the fight walking away. Does uh, Cad Bane saying, "Tatooine, uh, Tat- <laughs> sorry, Tatooine belongs to the Syndicate. As long as the spice keeps running, everyone will be left alone." And are we going to get a Darth Maul appearance oh, in here too? Jesus, fuck. I mean, may as well at this point. <laughs> Jesus. Well, 
the, wait a minute. The, he's dead by depending this point. on the timeline. I mean, yeah, I, I think he's dead by this point, isn't he? I, I I think he's dead too. But I mean, they do seem to. I thought he was dead at Phantom Menace, and they brought him back for a, a long freaking time after that. So yeah. Well, we knew that from the legend stuff, so I knew that that was going to pop up. Well, when but, when when Maul and Obi Wan fight. And Maul gets killed in the Rebels series, the mm-hmm. animated Rebels series. It is an older Obi Wan. It is yeah. not a young Obi Wan by any means. It is a white haired Obi Wan who kills him. But at this point, Obi Wan's dead. Yeah, this right. is this yes. Is her Return of the Jedi. Yeah. So hold on. Oh, okay. So so yeah. So so yeah. For sure that Maul's going to be dead because yeah, so, Obi Wan kills him and then Obi Wan dies. So yeah, yeah this good is post Imperial. Yeah. So yeah. this yeah. is something I brought up in one of the previous uh, recordings we did. It's not Maul who's running it anymore. It's um, Daenerys, uh, Amelia Clark. Oh yeah. yes, Kira, Kira, Kira. Thank you. Yeah. So, are we going to see her? Are we going to see that whole side of the underworld? God, I hope so. That, Maybe I, that's who the mayor works for. Maybe that's who the syndicate works for. Yeah. I mean, this between the men. So many places it could go. Well, good God! I mean, just for the fanboy element of this, how many times have we in this, you know, rev, uh, reviewing the Mandalorian and Boba Fett? Now, have we been like, I can't believe they're going to show that character a live action Ahsoka? Now we're getting a live action Cad Bane. Holy crap! I. I felt like this was the most uh, it, consequential, for lack of a better term, uh, Star Wars development episode, piece of entertainment, since Heir to the Empire came out. Wow. That's, that's a good call. Yeah. That is a good just, call. Just in terms of the number, the number of concentration of characters, little beats, mm-hmm. all kinds of storylines that intersect and, and move off. Like this, it, it had so many elements to it that I guarantee you're not going to get tied up by, you know, next week's episode. Yeah. Too well, bad. And we're not done yet. We got two scenes yeah, we're, to we're, discuss. We're, we're still not done with yet. this episode. I say, but to Dave's point, too bad the book of Boba Fett with all of its elements didn't have any fucking Boba Fett elements going on. <laughs> That's a good point. All right. Dave's we got two point. scenes, two scenes to talk about here, Scott. Yes. The last point here. Dave brought in the heir to the Empire stuff, so there is a potential of seeing. Uh, good God! <laughs> well, I don't, Mar, I don't think Mar, Mar Jade, Admiral Mar Thrawn. Jade. Where are you going? Yeah, I, I don't think they're going to bring any of those those Sorry. in here. I just meant reading Heir to the Empire. Like that was the most significant Star Wars entertainment product that had come out since Return of the Jedi. Gotcha. And I feel like for all the stuff since then, like this might be the most significant one. Okay, I mean, excluding the prequel trilogy, this is the most significant one since *Heir to the Empire*. The most significant auxiliary project, I'll say, since uh, since *Heir to the Empire*. Yeah, I, I blanked on the Thrawn. I'm so sorry, but that's I was okay. Just, so much well, input going on right now with this; it's insane. Well, and, Thrawn and, is canon. Thrawn is canon now. Yeah, Rebels is canon. It's been canonized. All right. Yeah, in the series and or in *Mandalorian*. So let's we'll get, get let's get to these last two scenes here. All right, we cut to the bar in Mos Espa that I am forever naming Jennifer Beale's House of Pleasure. <laughs> That's my name for that bar. Uh, the, the Pikes enter and leave and leave a Cantomo behind. It turns out it's a bomb. They, they're they uh, terrorizing the place, right? No more Jennifer uh, To make a statement. Pleasure. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Hopefully, hopefully she's not harmed. 
is, and is, these guys these guys really making a run for their money for the biggest assholes in the Star Wars universe for doing what they did to poor Jennifer Beals. Nobody yeah. does that to Jennifer Beals. Nobody, guys. Nobody, Nobody steps true. on a church in my town. <laughs> can I can I raise a question about this scene? Is this going to be the greatest and the worst moment for Steve Baldwin? <laughs> but but are they? But Greg, are they the wor- biggest assholes? They're no, they're, they're in the running, no. but they're not. Close they, they tried to be. They tried to be, but they it, they're eked out <laughs> just in the in the next scene here. It's, the, it the is pikes, really what puts it over the top. The, the pikes are like, God, we gotta we gotta get past that that <laughs> Skywalker guy. What can we do? Let's try to bomb the the House of Pleasure. So that that'll get us over the top. My question for Steve is: Is it because the three PO droid, the protocol droid, gets completely annihilated? Is that your greatest moment? <laughs> or yeah. are you completely heartbroken because Jennifer Beals might be dead? I can't. I can't. Uh, I cannot deny that I was not unhappy that the three PO droid got blown to bits. Can just I that. just put this out there for you, my friend? Maybe that weird protocol droid just blocked the explosion and she survived. I'm sure she's fine. Okay. I'm, sh- I'm sure Jennifer's fine. Uh, all right. Then we cut back to Luke and Grogu meditating in the dome, uh, under the dome. Uh, the now completed In the dome. school, the completed dome of the school, which now looks a lot like the one we see in the sequel uh, trilogy. Octu. Right? Was that God, on Octu? God bless you. Well, we, we don't know if that's on Octu or not. We God just, bless you. No. But it, it, it looks like the one that was on fire in the in the scene that we see, right? With okay. Luke and R2. But anyway. Um, so Luke gives Grogu the package from the Mandalorian. And he says, the Mandalorian wanted you to have this. He opens it up and it's it's a little armor shirt. It's the, what did you call it last week? You had the name of it. Chainmail. Yes, thank you. Little, little, little chainmail. It almost looks like and a. I, uh, yeah. And I'm sorry. They really missed the boat by crafting him a little chainmail shirt and not a fucking Mandalorian Yoda helmet. They yeah. really, really fucked that up. <laughs> Maybe that's coming. Yeah. We, we, would all, we would all buy a Mandalorian helmet Grogu doll, wouldn't we? <laughs> Fuck yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, all right. So let let we'll talk after. Let's get. But that doesn't make him. Here. That doesn't make it an asshole. That means the producers just fucked up. But I I forgive them because the rest of the show was just balls ass amazing. So, but Luke says before you take it, I'm offering you a choice. And Luke gets out. He says, "You can have that if you want the chainmail shirt, <laughs> or you can have son this. Of a bitch. You anyone, son of a bitch. This is a this lightsaber." Is- this is this is where I teared up for real. By the way, this moment, this belonged to Yoda. Yeah, yep. Yoda's lightsaber. He's giving it to Grogu, and he lays it on that, the ground. He says, "You pick one or the other. If you pick the armor, you can go back to Mandalorian and give in to your attachment and return to the Mandalorian. If you choose the lightsaber, you'll be the first student in my academy. Which do you choose?" <laughs> That most ugly crying at the unveiling of Yoda's lightsaber. That now the course. Jedi are are all about not holding on to things, not you know being it too attached to anything. So don't mind the fact that I'm holding on to my ex trainer's lightsaber for no reason that I've got no use. 
don't worry about the fact that I've got my fucking father's burnt up armor in the back over there just rotting in the thing for my for my nephew to steal here in a couple years. Don't worry about any of that stuff. Don't worry about the fact that I left my own training because my friends were in trouble even though my teacher said I shouldn't go. Now wait a you, minute. You you little you you little fucker. You got to stay here because you're going to be the first student in my school, asshole. <laughs> hold on. Hold on, Greg. Let me let me no. and when somebody gives me my lightsaber yeah. Oh, just, <laughs> there we go. Hey, hold on. Just for Dave's sake, here's how you get out of these tearful moments. Because I, I know you get you get a little choked up, right? He's giving him a choice. So who else started singing? Stop giving me choices. <laughs> so, oh, so the other the other thing call, I was thinking Scott. of during this is that this is how every bad choose your own adventure story that I read as a kid went is there's a moment where a character gives you the reader a choice between typically three objects and that's usually where I stopped and I cheated my ass off and I read ahead on what happened on all three choices so I could <laughs> figure out which is the bad one which is the okay one and which is the good one Yeah. Mm. and he was missing the boat here because he should have given him a third choice which is a bunch of fucking frogs and just see no, the, what happens. The, We're thir- gonna find the third, out what the third Grogu choice really cares about. The third choice is Grogu's going to put on the little the little shirt, fucking force pull the, fr- the saber over his ass, and just light it right up Luke's ass. Is what he's going to do. <laughs> so, <laughs> so make a, first of all, make a make a Luke sickle out of that prick. I mean, <laughs> you think that's what the younglings always talk about? Wow, that instructor Jedi, he should got a lightsaber jammed so far up his ass. <laughs> Luke, Luke Sickle. <laughs> I'm sorry, serial child abuser Luke Sickle is Luke Sickle is what it is. <laughs> all right. So first of all, we've got to mix Luke. What Luke says into this. It, it's 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 got to be mixed in. If that is not mixed in. To that mix, eventually, I am not doing my then job. We should fire a producer. Yes, you should. Um, that's <laughs> a great. That's a great poll. You did. He's he's never to return. Um, D, thank you very much. That's a, you're welcome. You're welcome. That's all I'm saying. What I thought of this is, I'm like, so do you want this apple, or do you want this bag of candy? It's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Do I want a metal shirt that I can wear around or do I want a fucking lightsaber? I mean, come on. Is there any well, it's choice? More, it's more than just a shirt, right? It's I know. you wear the shirt and go back to Yeah, go that's back true. to, to stop Mando. But now yeah, what stop I stop getting force tortured with bad memories. Yeah. But I do want to reflect back to what Ahsoka said earlier in the show that is Grogu will be the first student in the school. Hmm. She flat out said there was no, you know, if, ands, or buts in her, it was a statement. He will be the first student in the school. Ahsoka's been wrong before. When? No. Maybe. Maybe <laughs> once or twice. Maybe Football once or twice. Seasons or whatever. Yeah. All kidding aside, I think Luke's choices were were kind of dickish and everything like that. But I yeah. still yeah. see Grogu uh, being part of at least the beginnings of the Jedi school. 
Um, but he, I, you know, I think I think he's going to be the one. Um, I think he's going to be a Jedi Mandalorian hybrid, like the Visla mm. family founder was. You know, and I think he's. I think the dark is very much a part of his future. Um, because he does have a strong attachment to him. It's pointed out by Ahsoka last in the last Mando season. Mm. It's pointed out by Ahsoka in this episode. And, you know, it'll be apparent when Grogu shows up in the next episode helping everybody out that, you know, mm. the, the bond is too strong. But Luke being Luke will realize he also left his training to go help his friends. Um, Luke carries those feelings and attachments, you know, and you can still have that stuff and still be a Jedi. This episode was, however, I think very in keeping with the idea from the last Jedi that Luke Skywalker is just not the world's greatest teacher. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Lots of other strengths, not the best teacher. Serial child abuser, Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Uh, I I can't believe I'm about to do this, but I'm going to stick up for uh, the last Jedi for a second here, Scott. (laughs) um this this is is this evidence that you know his he's he grew from his his failure with grogu perhaps his failure with ben his attack his clear attachment to the yoda lightsaber uh and maybe even to grogu and ben led him to that place where he's throwing his own lightsaber over his shoulder it's meaningless it's attachment that got me to where I am. Um, okay. Okay. We can argue this till we're blue in the face, but here's my problem. And I, I'm now siding with Greg and Dave on this and, and maybe Nico, but here's the catch. Uh, let's go, let's go down that real quick. The attachment problem. Okay. So what you just said about last Jedi, and I'm not looking at it for me, not liking that movie, but let's use what they offer. The last thing you see Luke do before the battle with Kylo Ren is an attachment moment. He gives him the, he gives Leia the dice. That's an attachment. And I'm, it, it, he's just, you know what? He's a big pile of shit of contradictory. That's what he is. It's crazy. So, yeah, I was, well, he's very he, much well, his father's he, son because Anakin had attachment issues too. Let's be real. That's very And real. he's also a serial child abuser, guys. Let's not, let's not forget that. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you with that. Anakin's a serial child murderer, though, so there is a progression of improvement going on here with the family. Oh, he's wow. he's only abusing him and not killing him. Thank God. They pointed out something. I actually had a point about it, but yes, he. The whole point of Empire is he leaves because of his attachment to his friends, and still progresses and goes on to become the last, basically the last Jedi, and well, that we know of at, in Return of the Jedi, and and. and yeah. And then suddenly he's doing the complete opposite. I, I think he just has issues. Luke's got it. Oh, yeah. Luke's got some issues. Yeah. I was going to say, grumpy old man in Last Jedi is not so much character growth. He's just a fucking grumpy old man. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. He's just fucked up for like, you know, forever. And he's just pissed off at this point. Wait a minute. He's Greg? Hold on. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right. It's not like Obi-Wan wasn't an asshole in his old age, too. Oh, the whole thing yeah. is Obi-Wan's fault, anyway. Obi-Wan screwed everything and, up. And how big is it of an asshole is Archer pretending not to know Obi-Wan? Yeah. What was the thing with R2 just shutting down? Why did R2 just shut down? He just was conserving power, just like, screw it, I'm just, I'm out. 
Yeah. We'll have to charge it home and he was on 1%. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, that's my yeah. customer service answer. Like AT&T, I'll just hang up on you so I don't have to answer your fucking questions. Yeah, that sounds like R2. I'm tired. All, I'm taking a nap. All kidding aside, God damn, this was a good episode. It, it sure was. was. <laughs> it was. It was. Like they packed in all of the oh my god moments yeah. into the last season of Mando. Yeah. Or the last episode of Mando in season two. Yeah. I don't know what they're gonna do next week. I, I don't. Okay. I don't know how you top the last two episodes. Even the entire cast of Return of the Jedi. Yeah. In in one episode, we get R two, we get Luke, we get Cad Bane, we get Yoda's lightsaber. We get we get Cobb Vanth. Yeah. Cobb Vanth back. We get a, a, a sand crawler with a crate dragon hood ornament. Yeah. <laughs> we get a little a uh, little bit of Jennifer Beal, who's got to make an appearance in every episode to keep Scott happy. We got an ice cream maker. Yeah, we got a Cantono. We got two. Cantono of... Uh, there's two, you're right. Yeah, one was a bomb and one was full uh, with credits. So, we yeah. got Kersantan. Kersantan, we, yeah. we got we We got the Boba Fett and the Scooby Kids. And Boba Fett was in this episode. Barely. Barely. Yeah, he had a, can- he had a true cameo. Hmm. Well, what do we... Uh, how do they top this one? We'll find know. out. We will find out next week when we review chapter seven of season one of the book of Boba Fett next week. The final episode of season one is already here. And then what's up next after that? I guess it's um, what's coming next. It, uh, it's either Obi-Wan or Cassian Andor. I think it's Andor is next. All right, guys. And, it, and then it's Mando at the end of the year. We'll be there with you. Have a great week. Until then, may the force be with us all. Last week, I was like really calm. And then may the force be with us all. Okay, but seriously, was that not just an amazing way to end a a rough day, Steve? Come on. Yeah, it was.